0: this show is very explicit so if you're under the age of I guess 13 really in America or 12 in some countries and I will actually really if you're under the age of 18 you probably still should not listen to this show but legally it's fine also uh share do share this show and try to share it with a mature audience thank you <laughs> starseeds? Who are starseeds? Are you a starseed? I don't know. You tell me, really. As for that, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that there's any set um, checklist to tell if you are a starseed, but I do know that we tend to remember... And that's a weird concept, too. I know for a lot of people out there, it might just seem like a bunch of hubbley jubbley. And heck, maybe it is. From my perspective of it, uh, as to per my own experience, uh, for me, it just comes down to a very, very vivid dream that was jam-packed with a lot of data, memories, in the dream. I don't mean memory of the dream, I mean memories within the dream of other times that followed through. And um, yeah, so it could all be just for me uh, taken to be a very powerful imagination and powerful mind. And I am completely accepting that possibility. That's a very important thing in the manner of any kind of thing to be claimed as real or scientific or practical. It's very important to keep a sane, open mind here. And this is a huge topic. So I think that it's very, very important that, at least I talk about it, in a way that allows for practicality. Very important. Because some people just listen to shit. By the way, this show is explicit. Um, it will say that, and it wherever this is being played, whether it's on Apple, uh, Google Podcast, um, I've got the RSS feed linking to at least like 10 different platforms. So, wherever you're catching this, um, this show is explicit. And I even recorded a little funny thingy. Here we go. This show is explicit. If you are under the age of 18, please get the fuck on out of here. Thank you. This message is brought to you by Kapuna Kapuuna, Kapuuna, Kapuhuna, Kapuuna, Kapuuna, Kapuuna. Kapu Kapuuna. Kapu 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 it's very, very Puna. How much? Kapuuna. Oh, yeah. Well, I like to start off the show with a little bit of some music. So, hope you're having an awesome night or day or whatever time you're catching this. And that. I already done said it. Look, 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 don't show you, don't show you, okay? I'll tell you once more, okay? Baby steps. Baby steps. I said it twice before, so gotta say it again Verbal word, burn buck, I work for my rent See people talk a lot, but does he it even make sense So tell my homies that I'm gamble to nah. lie I only invest, no joke, I fuck, quit Only the best, honor, respect Jealous of your mental when you still baby step That baby step and baby step it. Man, I be preaching the word, preaching the word Silicon Valley So they call me a nerd We take a Sagittarius So I teach what you learn And I'm here with Phoenix style So I chip when I burn That you feed me like Bert Don't try to bet what ain't earned Better say what you heard My copyrights you the perm Speak If you've heard that before, you will have noticed that that is not the remastered version at all. And the reason being for that is because, well, you're going to have to pay if you're going to have want to listen to the remastered version. Because I just dropped it as an album. What? What? Yes, I did. I just dropped my first rap album. And I'm feeling pretty pretty hyphy about that. It is a hyphy album. And yeah, um, well, it has to go through review first before it's going to show up in stores. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. So that's really cool. And I don't know, like, um, it's a pretty provocative theme, really. If you see the uh, album art, I put it up as the artwork uh, picture for this episode. And um, yeah, yeah. So the theme is, like, kind of esoteric meets hyphy. And uh, I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. I think it fits perfectly. And um, if anything, it brings back the hyphy movement into, like, a more ancient kind of way, you know. But, yeah, no. uh, I considered a couple songs for it. But... A lot of the songs didn't didn't make the cut you know i think a lot of the songs i have to redo and re-edit and it's really funny the way that i do it actually is um i use three apps and two online web features to get the thing to be like totally crisp and um Edited, and I don't. I didn't really know nothing about nothing until I, you know, tried to get into this. And I think that's a huge thing: is that you know, when you want to do something, just go and do it and go for it, right? You know, a lot of us we think, "Oh, I can't do that because I don't know how." I mean, it's like, well, that's redundant, right? That that becomes redundant because you learn how to do something from trying, right? You know, so the Star Seed thing it goes way back, and um, I would say that as even though it goes like all the way back through history, the only things that I can really uh, refer to would be Edgar Casey and um, Dolores Cannon. I think Dolores Cannon would probably be the foremost um, modern pusher of the theory and let's call it a theory right because until we have like substantial evidence the the whole uh, he said she said thing that doesn't work you know and it does become a very a very elusive topic to get evidence about because i mean when it comes to these things it only really comes down to a personal experience and since we've yet to be able to scientifically prove shareable, personable experience um, in open science, at least I should say, we cannot really say that any of it's uh, factual. But Edgar Cayce, in a prophecy about this age, told about a a time, a very, very, very powerful prophecy, actually. It was talking about the age of Aquarius, the age of the Thousand Year War, and what it entitled, which was a very strong theme. Uh, I will I will just glance over this, because I'm not going to waste everybody's time talking about uh, something that they probably haven't researched themselves. If, if you don't know Edgar Casey, and uh, I would say the majority of people haven't heard of him, which is really weird to me. Um, for me, I started studying him when I was a kid. Uh, the first time I had a library card, I asked my dad, what should I read? What should I look up at the library? And he said, Edgar Casey." So I took my library card Walked down to the library and borrowed three books on him, and I've been reading up on him ever since. Now, Edgar Casey was a prophet; they call him the Sleeping Prophet. He was also a uh, well. What it is is he got sick one time, right? And I'm talking about this is um, I think his time frame was the 18 late 1800s to I think he died in the f- 40s. 1940s, I think. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody. I don't know. Uh, But in any case, he got sick one time. I think it was in his 20s when he got sick, and he went to the doctor. And at the time, um, in the medical world and science world, hypnosis was the the thing. It was the thing going on. Back then, they didn't call it hypnosis. They called it animal magnetism. And uh, as to why, that would be another show in and of itself but um yeah no uh the doctor asked him if he minded if he tried out uh, a new thing going on the hypnosis or an animal magnetism Edgar Casey said yes and to the doctor's astoundment Edgar Casey, um in a trance was not only able to explain how he got the uh the illness which was a loss of his voice actually at the time he was the salesman and you know you kind of need your voice for that right and what he but he not only was able to explain how he got his illness but he also uh self uh diagnosed and recommended cure a cure for it Uh, now that was mind-blowing to the doctor of course and to edgar casey they soon became good friends and Got a stenographer for his readings and that, that was that. They did, uh, I think the number was around 14,300 or so. Oh no, 14,040 maybe I think it was, yeah. Uh, readings uh, that were stenograph- or stenographed stenographied that were, were typed out as they were happening by the stenographer. And they are all kept and we still have them all. They're all kept by the Association Association for Research and Enlightenment, the ARE, that Edgar Casey had started up back in the 30s. Now, um... This is a huge thing. I mean, it's the Association for Research and Enlightenment. They've been around since the 30s. Two hospitals are named after Edgar Cayce. Uh, he was the one to single-handedly started the first all-free hospital in the modern Western world. And, um... It didn't last, of course, but but the aim was there, and it's huge. So if you don't know Edgar Casey, I suggest you look him up and definitely get into him. I would say he is probably the most uh, profound, substantial evidence for psychic phenomenon and spiritual phenomenon um, that that we could say is scientifically uh, proven, in the sense that. He, he didn't just give the readings to people. Like, they mailed him back, you know, a lot. And there was um, a lot of mail evidence that, that they still have at the ARE, you know, that explain all these um, verified things. And there were a lot of strange things, too, in the readings, you know. A lot of weird stuff, um, you know, from spirits and um, to... to atlantis there was a lot on atlantis a lot on jesus christ and and the uh, the times of jesus christ and also a lot of prophecies edgar kc uh found pluto before our modern instruments were able to and he called it the planet vulcan by the way um he knew exactly where it was so he knew where it would be found when they would find it and um he prophesied, prophesied the, um, the Great Depression, World War II, a lot about Hitler, um, interesting things about Hitler, mind you. Very strange topic in itself. And um, a lot into towards the future. And some of that had to do with the times we're in now. He talked about the Aquarian Age and the process out from the Piscean age into the age of Aquarius. He talked about the souls that would be coming. And um, a lot of it was a very funny one. uh, Very strange one. He talked about the Thousand Year War. He talked about a time when the angels or the beings of light um you know angels i can't remember what she said exactly and uh the the beings from the lower realm would come and uh well the angels would descend to earth and the beings from the lower realm would ascend and they would have the thousand years spiritual war between them over the domain of man and a uh Uh, The angels would cover the earth with a force field or whatnot, uh, what have you, so that way there would be no ins and outs, which is a funny thing. Um, But yeah, and there would be the thousand-year war over the domain of man. Now, to me, the way I take this to mean is that the domain of man is man and women as in to incarnate into them that's very 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 touchy topic you know because that's to say that um that angels and beings from the lower realm have been incarnating into man and then it becomes a huge thing too in of itself because then we would have the um See, the sense is that us, in our human being form, there are no good or bad people. Now, of course, you might argue that fact, but I, um, you know, a lot of the mystics and swamis say the same that I'm saying, and that is that we are all balancing in between at all times. We can choose these actions of good or bad, but we are always in between. That's a natural state. And as we are human, we are that. The choice is ours. And the choice is always there. So then it becomes a thing to realize and awaken to the idea of not blaming or not uh, fearing or not um, condemning, for sure. Uh, in one of Edgar Casey's readings, he put it that as we condemn we condemn ourselves, and as we forgive, we, we free ourselves, which is a huge thing. I, I believe it's that that's very practical in a sense, too, uh, in a manner of the way that we project psychologically and project our emotions outwards. You can tell, and it's always the same thing, is that the manner of which we project and blame is the specific manner in which we inwardly deny the association of that, unto ourselves. That might be a little bit confusing for anybody, but um, basically the thing is, uh, ye who smelt it dealt it, and it's a horrible concept because um, only in its its uh, vaguity, because we do get lost in it, and the whole um, theme "I am you" pushed out became a huge, huge misunderstood concept to the spiritual uh spiritual circles you know people started thinking like oh okay i'm just i'm just i could just say that oh uh, it's uh it's all you and and they could not take any blame right or any responsibility for their own actions the whole comic of uh what did it, how did it go like um, one of the comics put it like this it was that uh, and i quote I'm a huge firm believer in karma, In this way, if, uh, if I do anything bad to somebody, I know they deserved it. Horrible. Horrible, right? You see, the thing is, is that this leaves open a gap and a void to be filled, and it gets filled with narcissistic types. I was just telling a friend earlier that the way to tell if a person is caught in the narcissistic uh, modem, because let's not condemn a person as quote-unquote narcissistic. I think that would be narcissistic of us to do so, you know. Let's put it more of as a uh, a modem which a person can be caught in, right? It's more responsible of us to do it like that, I think, Well, the thing is, you know, um, yeah, it leaves open this huge void to be filled by those caught in the narcissistic modem. And in this way, they could just say, like, oh, uh, I am you pushed out and it's all you. And if you're, you know, getting these emotions because of my actions, well, you know, that's for you to deal with. Like, that is so irresponsible. It's so immature. And it's very cruel, I think. It's very cruel. We should always, always, always empathize with one another. We should always, always take responsibility for our own actions and how they affect others, regardless of our um, egoic sense of whether, you know, uh, that's all them or us, you know what I mean? Because we should care. I think that the natural human tendency is towards compassion and that the more that we encompass our true self from within the more that we have the connection with others and and that just brings about more compassion more empathy right if you if you understand your connection to another person then the empathy is direct it's it's pure it's exact so another person being hurt would be your own pain as well obviously and um yeah no any since um Let's not trail off too hard. That is a very important topic, but... Today, let's do more on Starseeds, right? Well, yeah, so, uh... Basically, in Edgar Cayce's way of putting it, the Starseeds were the, uh, angels. Now, Dolores Cannon talked about this, too. She talked about it as the three waves. She talked about it as that after the, uh... The nukes went off, basically... It caused a sort of rift throughout dimensions, and a call went out from Earth to the cosmos, basically, asking for help. And that help came as beings incarnating as human from every sense of every place of the galaxy, or universe, what have you, right? And these would be very many different kinds of, you know, entities from different kinds of worlds and experiences. <clears throat> in, uh, in, uh, in Dolores Cannon's uh, explanation, now Dolores Cannon, she was not a psychic herself. Uh, what she was, she was a, a professional hypnotist. So she, what she would do is she would go around the world and she had her own method of hypnotizing people to get to the very deepest possible Uh, trance state and I I don't know her technique I would like to learn it it's very interesting but what caught her was that when people would get into this trance is that it didn't matter who they were it didn't matter what part of the world they were from but they would all start saying the same things and they were were able to uh, basically uh, speak as the universe basically Um, yeah or what have you And uh, a lot of her books are are written on these experiences. She passed away not too long ago, sadly. But um, there's a lot of videos on her, and she's a very, very amazing person. And she takes the whole thing in a very scientific and practical sense. Uh, What have you, uh, regardless, though, it is a very strange bunch of stuff that she talks about. And there's a lot of weird stuff that she talks about especially when it comes to um, time and uh, dimensional aspects. But anyways, she talked about the three waves that that uh, responded to the call. Um, let's see, I think the first wave was the generators, which were like energy generators, basically. And they were to help... Uh, energy generators to raise the vibration and whatnot of the earth if you're in any, in any spiritual groups online or uh, on facebook yeah then you probably heard a whole shit ton of that right and then you know um, yeah there's the uh, middle wave group which I can't remember exactly what she calls them but I, I would prefer to, to state that it would be more of the uh, the hardcore uh, general types. And my experience of my readings, and I do astrology, by the way, um, the types that I've found to match up with the second wave have always been in former lives, like uh, generals or, or very powerful military, not powerful, but... Uh, Influential in the sense of they take action, uh, military type uh, people in past lives and such. And yeah, and then uh, the third wave would be the, of course, the pure souls, somewhat you could call it, um, those directly from source. Uh, this is according to, and me mixing in with my own stuff, but um, Dolores Cannons talks about it and uh, books about it. And you know, she goes very much into depth on it, really. And I like to say that this, this it really does match up with Edgar Casey's way about it. Now Edgar Casey explains it as uh that the age technically started in nineteen ninety seven, I think it was. Um this would be the the cutoff. But um as we would have it, it would be that the three waves would be before that coming in, right? If we mix together the two prophecies, Um, it would be that those born before 1997, and then the 1997 would be the time when they put the force field or whatnot, what have you, uh, uh, as per Edgar Casey's reading stated. Now, to me... In my dream, you know, I had a really funky dream. Very powerful, very strong, very vivid. And it, uh, I say it as a dream, but sometimes I say it as a vision. Because it was jam-packed full of data. Now, mind you, in most of my dreams, I can see better than I can see in real life. And that's because, um, well, I'm a, a moon, house spices, uh, trining uh, Mercury, Pluto, Which is of the mental. In 8th house Scorpio. Trining Chiron, actually. In my 4th. If you're not an astrologer, that basically means I've got a very powerful grand trine going on. (laughs) A water grand trine. And it has a lot to do with the dream and subconscious realms. And as such, I am very much connected to those. Yeah. Yeah a lucid dreamer since I was very, very young. Uh, I didn't even know other people could do it. I didn't know there was a name for it. But that was my thing, you know. I was controlling my dreams in my dream realm since I was very young. But this was not a lucid dream this time. I was an adult, and uh, although it had the vividness of being a lucid dream, it was very strange because to me it seemed like it was happening, a thing happening in the moment. As I was experiencing such, it was like I was very much there. And in the dream, I was recalling, uh, not here, not waking realm stuff, but recalling things from the past of my experience then. Which was a very strange thing. If you've ever had that in dreams, you know, it can happen sometimes. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot of vivid stuff. Um, I was in a weird... Weird uh, world, let's say, right? Up in the stars. There was no planet. We didn't have a planet. We had a city. And it was, there was no electricity. Or technology. We had no need for things like that. We were spirit beings. And we manifested everything at will. Um, if you think of the movie Thor... You remember how their city was and it, like, had the water that cascaded out into space? Well, ours was kind of like that, only um, the water didn't cascade downward, (laughs) which is ridiculous. It just kind of went off into the distance and then became more and more invisible or uh, non-existent, right? As it just dissipated into nothing. Or space, outer space, you could say. Uh, The whole place was, uh, we didn't have streets, we had canals. Um, We celebrated everything. Everything. Very, very much about celebration. And uh, we were adventurers. We'd travel out on our ships, and we didn't need the ships, of course, and they were not a technological (laughs) bunch of ships. They were wooden ships. You know <laughs> you know, and we didn't need them to travel, but it was just more fun like that. you know we'd go through these light tunnels and um just you know suddenly would be at the other worlds and uh, I remember there was this trip that we went on we went to this beautiful place it was uh, it had a uh, w- well it had waterfalls cascading from cliffs on, out onto the ocean, it was full of uh full of wildlife, it didn't seem to have any other life than that, just a lot of plants and wildlife, Um, and I remember that, you know, I journeyed off on my own, and I found something up on a hill, I won't go into too much about it, because uh, that's a very secret thing, but let's just say I picked it up, I knew exactly what it was the moment I touched it, as it um, the essence of it became one with me. It transformed in every kind of dimensional scale as a uh, hypercube, as in beyond our three-dimensional comprehension. And it transformed um, as I willed of that, I guess you could say, right? When we came back from our journey, you know, the uh, the whole town was celebrating. Everybody was throwing up all their golden gems into the air. And they were falling down into the waters of the canal that our ship was sailing. in. And uh, everybody on the ship was throwing up all their gems and all the treasure that was found. And it all fell down into the canal. And I remember looking over and I, I looked to the bottom and the whole ground the floor of the canal was covered with jewels and gems and, and gold and it was all shining. And you see there was no greed, there was no uh, scarcity. In the essence of it, you could see that it was a livelihood where everybody shared and there was abundance and there was no idea of uh, neediness or greed. And I make emph- emph- emphasis there because I, in that moment I was standing at the brig and I was looking in my hand and I saw the gem, treasure, what have you, what, whatever you want to call it. Um, I didn't want to toss it over. I wanted it. I, I didn't understand the feeling. It felt horrible that I would that I would want to keep it for myself but I did I wanted to keep it for myself and I didn't understand it I didn't understand the notion of the emotion and I looked around because suddenly I felt like ashamed In a weird feeling that I had never there was the the imprint that there was never the emotion felt before and nobody understood the emotion so nobody had any um blame for it as I looked around Nobody seemed to care, and or even pay attention or notice that I didn't throw it up into the air and down into the canals, as was our way. But I think, um, I think for me, what it was was the emotion was a new emotion, and I didn't understand it, so I wanted to learn about it. So I went to find a man with a map. It's very weird too, because later on, uh, maybe like a year or so after I had the dream, I met the guy <laughs> here. You know, it's so weird. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, and what happened in the dream was that I, the guy, pointed to an area on the map. I knew that exact that was exactly where I had to go. I focused my will and intent to travel there. I. Traveled at the speed of light through a light tunnel, as we would do, from willing to do so. And I came down through the roof ceiling, and I saw my mother pregnant with me. There were three beings there. Very dark beings. Ugly. One was huge. Took up a good portion of the room. One was really small and fast, and the other was just... Regular sized, I guess. But they all looked really hideous. And they all really did not like the fact that I was there. <laughs> so they all three attacked me really crazily. like, And, um, and yeah, I saw my mom pregnant with uh, me. Or this body, or whatever you want to call it. And then in, uh, in the fight, during the fight, in the dream, I, I woke up. And like I said, this dream was just a couple years back, you know. See, the thing is, is that, you know, afterwards, after some time had passed, I asked my dad about my birth. I guess what it was, was uh, as soon as my parents had had, uh, gotten the first house that I grew up in, you know, and, um, and started trying to move everything in, the first time they walked in through the door, my mom's water broke. which is kind of funny you know seeing the dream it was pretty much like that i uh i know i remember exactly where i came down through the roof i remember where she was standing i remember that it did seem like the whole place was open there wasn't really much in it there was stuff in it but yeah i was born a month early and there was trouble with my birth of course you know um besides having to be shipped off to uh, oahu because the maui hospital didn't have the facility for me or for us um i also uh i had trouble breathing when i was born so i had to stay in the incubator so it's kind of weird that all of it did kind of fit together even my dream or vision or whatever you want to call it it did include um elements that did tend up to be or end up to be factual in real life, things that I did not know at the time. And it kind of does line up with the Edgar Casey and Dolores Cannon model of, the, of their uh, prophecies. Because if you, as you have it, you have a, essentially, uh, you know, uh, being from a higher realm coming down and I had to fight. Beings from the lower realms, or what have you, in order to incarnate into the domain of a human being. A very, very touchy topic, very hardcore topic. But I mean, I'm not saying that this is like exactly, you know, um, what it is and what things are. I'm just saying that it's funny how some things line up. For me, I take things, everything, very much at a, you know, it's evidence-based. It's, it's about practicality and what we can say is true. But we should never close our minds to the data and to the possibilities, ever. Never close our minds to things that could be because we become obtuse in them. So in the strive towards... Um, Authenticity in our science We have to keep open minds Always Always, always, always And you know That's my experience with that I do believe that There are people here That have incarnated from You know, uh, spirits from all over And astrology um, A lot of things do point to that Especially when it comes to uh, the amount of funny, weird people and gifted people that we have right now on Earth. It's amazing. And I do hope everybody keeps an open mind to things. Now, um, let's see. i like to close out with a song, too. Which one should I do? I just played uh, Baby Steps, I think, right? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, actually, I don't think I played this one yet. This was the one from way back when. This isn't on the uh, thing that I dropped, but actually, uh, this one right here, I call it "Go Easy on Yourself," and this is relationship based. Actually, it's a very deep one. Um, I at the time was very emotional. You can hear it in my voice. And I was trying to explain a situation that I think a lot of us can relate to. At the moment, I was in that situation. So, much love. This is a Creative Commons beat and I just wrote this. It's about how one day we will all return to the house of the self Simplicity Like one, two, three But right now, as before A man destroys himself by reliving his hell See, it's a metaphor, life We try to do what's right, but we know not what we do So let me tell you A woman tries to heal Sanctify an irony that compromises sanity Since innocence as a child is taken, rectify peace by creating repeats of the feeling to silence the inner demons all the meanwhile doubt of shame. She blames. Please put the finger down, baby. You know I can relate. So let me explain. Go easy on yourself. Go easy on yourself. Count to three, remembering how simplicity felt. Go easy on yourself. Go easy on yourself. Count to three, remembering how simplicity felt. That's how simplicity felt. Yeah. Simplicity. A man destroys himself, he keeps manifesting hell. He saw his mother's demons win to keep her secrets to himself. So, what eats away is innocence a child's right to experience. Relationships don't stand a chance, go easy on himself. He should. He deserves it. No need for the suffering. No. Yeah. So, as fate would have it. Like they planned it on a soul level, karmically meant to meet each the angel to the others. Devil both trigger each other, pointing blame at the lover till they break and recreate a story that they can't escape. If only they could stop the hate and find the effort to relate. It's all illusion anyway, just look into each other's eyes, simplicity felt. Go easy on yourself, go easy on yourself, go easy on yourself. easy on yourself, go easy on yourself. Yeah, go easy on yourself, go easy on yourself, remember in simplicity, baby. The world needs it. Alright, 20 seconds left. Much love. Aloha oya. God bless. And God bless you, mom, wherever you are. That was a deep, deep song for me. I love you, mom. One of the new tools that I found online gives us the way for you to communicate with us verbally and it's not calling but it's kind of like that yeah that's right you can leave messages that we can put on the show just by clicking a link and then clicking a button of course but if you want to say anything to us or give a shout out please do If you have uh, questions, perhaps on one of our episodes, I'll leave a link from now on. So that way you could verbally communicate to us and be put on the show if you want. You know, you don't have to. If you're going to leave a voice recording, I'm going to assume that it's to be on the show, mind you. If you don't want it to be on the show, then there's a phone number in the description for the show please call. But other than that, if you want to be on the show and you want to be on air, please do click the link. Send us a voice message and we shall communicate over the air. Yes.